Listen, welcome to the Hey Listen Games Cast, episode 137. My name is Jeffrey Morse. We're here to talk all about E3 2019. Joining me here today, all hyped for that new Zelda reveal, is Nathan Wagner. E E E! I said E three times. That was three E's, Nathan. <laughs> and of course, joining us is Rob Douglas, all hyped up for Age of Empires. Not four, but still some Age of Empires got announced. I just have to say, you guys are all breathtaking. <laughs> Thank you, Keanu. Um, oh, no. So we have been talking uh, a lot th- this last week just about all of our favorite announcements, things um, that we just wanted to chat about on this year's E3. There was a lot of different things that got talked about, a lot of things that weren't there. Um, Sony, uh, for one. Uh, but yeah, we, we're going to go ahead and kick things off right away with uh, my prediction that came true from last week with Banjo-Kazooie coming to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate as the third DLC character. And I just have to say, I loved every single second of this reveal because <laughs> you guys know K. Rule was my you know, my one guy I wanted in Smash, Yeah, right? you were like, it's you true, can have him, true. put Goku in there, whoever else you want, yeah. I won't complain too I, just much. Just give exactly. me K. Rool. And with that K. Rool cinematic trailer, like, I loved everything in that trailer. It was perfect. And they basically did the same thing as the K. Rool cinematic trailer, but just flipped it with Banjo, which totally made sense because, you know, they were all, you know, developed by Rareware. And I just thought it was so great. And even at the end, with the big rock falls down on K. Rool after he falls down the mountain, it's just like the end of, you know, the original Banjo-Kazooie game. Which, no, I, I know you haven't beaten I, Nathan. I but, haven't gotten to the but end But Rob, of I'm sure game. you appreciated that I and mean, all the other... I, Everything about this trailer was just so fantastic. And my favorite part was the bait and switch with uh, (laughs) Duck Hunt. (laughs) Duck Hunt at the very beginning. I was like, this is so great. This is so great. And then this, you know, the dog and the duck. I was like, oh my gosh. It was the same bait and switch that they did with K. Rule. Like they originally had DDD come up, pretend to be K. Rule. And it was the same thing. So it was great. And then we got a really good look at the new Spiral Mountain uh, stage that's coming to Smash Bros. Looks beautiful. Like all, you know, remade. Um, for Smash Bros. Grunty's in there as well. And then the music was actually done by Grant Kirkhope, who's the original composer. And I read an interview with him, and like he was so surprised when Nintendo asked him to do this. Like They thought they were maybe doing a new Banjo game or something. Because like Nintendo doesn't really get Western uh, composers to do yeah. to do songs. Like Even like David Wise, you know, who did all the Donkey Kong Country music, they didn't have him come in to do any arrangements for... Uh, for Smash Bros, they did their have their own, you know, Japanese composers do remixes. So yeah, yeah. Really cool to see him come in there and do a new remix of uh, Spiral Mountain, and hopefully we get a couple other songs in there as well. But so so hyped for this! Uh, I I I finally broke down and bought the Fighters Pass as soon as Wait, soon as they did. You this. bought the Fighters wow. Pass? I did. I did like yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I I, 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 I had some gift card money lying around at the end of the school year, and so so. It, you know no, you can fine, buy but... these things individually, right, Jeff? You're just playing into their hands. I'm playing right into their hands, but I don't care because uh, Banjo oh, Kazooie is coming. I really hope Goku is in is in there. Extra <laughs> hope Goku yes. is in there well, now. Well, then then that that's for you. You got to come that, over and play. Okay. For it. Yeah. But that anyways, that was uh, probably my most hype moment of E3. Um, Nathan, wow. what about you? Um, so my hype, most hype moment was the one that happened directly after that, which was the Breath of the Wild announced sequel trailer that, you know, they first started playing, and it had, like, you know, really interesting music that I, I thought it was, like, they were teasing the Metroid Prime game at first when oh, I first yeah. saw it. Because it definitely didn't it, look it like sounded so and, like, you know, it was underground. I was like, oh, it's, like, you know, teasing some underground thing for Metroid Prime. 
and then all of a sudden like the the lantern lights up and you see uh zelda with the new hairstyle and everything like that and it was it was the perfect like teaser trailer for this kind of thing it was mm-hmm. long yeah. enough i think it was like about a minute long but it was long enough to where you people can, can pour over that trailer mm-hmm. for the next year and speculate and be like oh i think this means this thing and i've already seen a ton of speculation online talking about you know what what they think this is and who that like mummy ganon thing is that wakes up at the end of the trailer and Hyrule Castle perhaps rising out of the mm-hmm. out of the ground and all that stuff. So it was a really, really good trailer. Um, very I think creepy. we all expected it's very dark. making a Breath of the Wild sequel probably within the same engine, using the same matches, assets. That's what everyone has been saying for mm-hmm. you know, since we played that game. But it's really awesome to know that that's actually happening and that game is maybe closer than we thought it was. Yeah. Well and it's it's what they did with Majora's Mask, right? They yeah. kinda reused a lot of the same kind of game world and assets and made a another game using the same system with, you know, lots of different improvements and obviously a new story and making it a lot darker and this, you know, obviously looks a lot darker and in tone than the last one. And really I, I'm really excited for this one because that was, you know, the one weak spot in my opinion of Breath of the Wild was the storyline didn't get me as hooked as a lot of the other Zelda games did. It wasn't as like thoroughly developed, you know, because it was more about just exploring and making your own adventure. And so seeing like the tone of this and seeing like all, you know, like we said, all the different speculation makes me really interested to see what the main storyline is. And I'm really excited to you know just you know experience the narrative in the story. Yeah. I think one of the coolest things about this is the the developers have even come out and said that originally this was planned as DLC for Breath of the Wild, and then they just found that it was too much, and they're like, well, we just have to make it into a sequel. I'm so sure this Nintendo is... was fine with that when they <laughs> told their uh, production manager or whatever. Oh, yeah, for sure. It just, so this is really built off of the what was already planned for Breath of the Wild, so it's really easy. Yeah. It's going to be way quicker for them to turn this around into a sequel than you know what how long we waited for Breath of the Wild. So making a whole new art style, yeah. Yeah, Breath and of the Wild so already sold so many copies. Like this, just by saying yeah. it's a sequel to that game, you're going to be selling, you know, tens of millions of copies already. And here's hoping that Zelda is a playable character for more than just a few minutes. Okay, Dude, why, why I would want be, this. So I think it would be great. Like it'd be, it'd be awesome. Zelda. I mean, I'm fine with it either way. Um, but I feel but like people feel are going like to get very people... disappointed. Like, the last couple Zelda games that have come out, people have been like, oh, maybe you can finally play Zelda, and they get their hopes up, and then you can't play as it. And so I feel like you shouldn't get your hopes up until Nintendo actually says, yes, you can play as Zelda, because you're just (laughs) going to get them dashed again. Yeah, no. I mean, I think one of the the biggest reasons behind that is for a series named after Zelda. You spend a lot of time not playing as Zelda. We've had plenty of time to adjust to Zelda not being playable. It's, it's true, I, you may have expected it in the first game, but plus. Uh, but yeah, no, but, that that looks awesome. I'm I'm definitely uh, probably going to be getting that. Uh, yeah. that Rob, what was so. your most interesting thing from E3? So I mean, I'm I really had to you know there's a lot of cool things that I saw at E3. Uh, just you know different you know updates on a lot of games i think that my was favorite the best one, one rob the best my one. best one my favorite one was age of empires 2 definitive edition <laughs> in glorious absolutely beautiful 4k <laughs> do you even have a 4k like Monitor. computer or something like that that you can oh, play it's it on? on the list now sorry switch it's You're on the list now. 
you're forget all these for PlayStation and other PC games that I could be 4K. I'm getting 4K for Age of Empires okay. 2. I, I gotta, I gotta ask you something. So I've watched yeah. that trailer, and I was like, one, I I wasn't watching it on a 4K screen. Like the only 4K screen I have is my TV, and I don't think I was watching it on my TV. So I couldn't tell that much, but I was like, this just looks like the updated Age of Empires 2 they did like three years ago that was in HD and you can play online and stuff like that. Yeah. Is it just the 4K visuals they're adding? Like, is there any no. other differences? They're updating a lot of the graphics uh, just overall for everything. Uh, they're doing uh, some new touches to the animation and stuff, and yeah, some of the characters and stuff like that. It my, looks a little, it looks TV. a little crisper. I think that's the biggest thing about it is everything looks a little crisper, a little sharper. The animations for the characters and the 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 units you're controlling look sharper and I mean, and it, smoother. It still doesn't look like a brand as well new game, as but like as it's... well as they are also releasing never before DLC. Yeah, so new the, DLC. Aren't they releasing so new, new DLC, DLC for this game DLC. like every year though? Or almost? Almost every year they've released new DLC. So this is, you know, more to that then. Okay. It's just cool to have DLC added to a game that's been out for almost 20 years now. <laughs> it's crazy. It has, Actually, it, it has been out, out for 2000? 20 years. Has it been no, 20 1999. years? No, Came out in 99. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, that is impressive. So, I mean, time. 20 years later, we're getting all this. And it gives me, I think the, be the best part about this is it gives me hope for Age of Empires 4. Which, while I predicted it, didn't come true. They did say that Age of Empires 4 is coming and they'll have more news about it later this year. Dude, so I, I was, was a little early. I was disappointed they didn't announce Age of Empires 4. Like they had already announced it last year that they were making a new yep. one. And they I was like, I feel like this is a great time to show it, and they didn't say anything about it. They showed Microsoft Flight Simulator, which my dad got very excited about. <laughs> and I might buy it for him when it comes cool. out. No. Yeah, I, I was disappointed just because they showed the Flight Simulator game and like every game they had shown at Xbox's uh, uh, press conference was all playable on Xbox and you know, a lot of them were also playable on PC. Yeah. Then they showed this one. I'm like, wait, is this like coming to Xbox? And it's like PC only. I'm like, oh, yeah. well, oh well. <laughs> like I, I would totally have, you know, give it Age of Empires 2, you know, Definitive Edition a shot if it was on Xbox. But yeah. Um, they didn't want to overhaul the controls that I much. guess I guess all the fans are ready to buy that game for uh, who knows how many times. On PC. <laughs> I mean, how many um, times have we bought Skyrim on what different you know consoles? So I've only bought it twice. Is, is Skyrim coming to the Tesla yet? Uh, no, some they, panel. they they released Fallout Vault. Fallout uh, or Shelter. Uh, Tesla's we'll not get it powerful eventually. enough. We'll get we it need eventually. a new more powerful. They, they did joke Tesla. about it though. Runs they did joke about it, but <laughs> they funny. said that they were, they wanted to start small and work their way up. So mm -hmm. maybe one day, yeah. here's hoping, we'll be able to Fusrida while. Tesling. Well, one of the other biggest surprises of the show for me was that um, Forza Horizon 4, which um, you know you guys have heard me talk all about how it's you know the best racing game of this generation, how much I love it on Xbox, is getting uh, well. It got last week a DLC pack um, called Lego Speed Racers, and I've officially installed it. I haven't gotten a chance to play it yet, um, so I'll be updating you guys next week uh, or on the next show on how it is, but. Yeah, full on. You can drive in full uh, Lego cars with like Lego minifigure race guys in them. And there's a whole new part of the map it adds that has basically most of the map has been transformed by Lego pieces. So like Lego trees, Lego roads, loops, and other different things that that are ramps. Is it all Lego, Lego. or is it's it... not 100% Lego? Okay. I read. 
Because um, you can play normal cars on the Lego Yeah, you track. can still play with your normal cars, but you unlock actual Lego like set cars that they have. Um, but everything I've read online, which you know I did some research before uh, downloading it, was saying that um, the attention to detail is incredible. Not only is there you know over 25 hours of content of new races and areas to explore, um, just like, for example, you go through one of the parts of the new map is like Brickburg or something, right? And there's all these like houses made out of Lego. And every single house and like structure inside of the city is an actual Lego set that they recreated brick by brick in the game. So like, wow. you know, if you had the town hall from Lego City, like it's there in, in the yeah. game too and stuff. So um, just looks really, really cool. And, you know, you can crash through and break things into tons of different Lego pieces. And I'm sure everything is awesome. It's in there somewhere too. So I, I didn't <laughs> I'm think, excited for this. Yeah, I didn't think that Playground Games mm. would be able to outdo itself with the Hot Wheels DLC that they did for Forza Horizon 3. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> they've done it. Yeah. What, what uh, toy brand is bigger than Hot Wheels? We got Lego. Um, so, yeah. True. Really excited to check that out. Um, but, yeah. Nathan, what was uh, something else you liked? Um, let's see. Uh, one of the things that looked really intriguing and I'm very interested to see more is, uh, gods and monsters, which is another yeah. Breath of the Wild like thing. You have to be excited for things other than Breath of the Wild games. But I'm sorry. Breath so, of the Wild this is, is my Assassin's Creed. <laughs> favorite game of all time. It's, it's so like, it's, it's like Ubisoft, right? Yeah. It's made by Ubisoft. Yeah. It's made by the same studio that made Assassin's Creed Odyssey specifically. And uh, it's basically their take. They're like, you know, we've gone kind of fantastical with Assassin's Creed. We're going all out. You play as, I don't even remember what it is, but some, like, basically pit-like creature. Yeah, some angels, yeah. angel creature, maybe like Hermes or something like that. Set in Greek mythology. The art style looks very, the reason I mentioned Breath of the Wild is it looks very Breath of the Wild X-like, esque, like. Giant grassy fields. Giant grassy <laughs> fields, you know, bright, colorful, almost like painterly-like looking. Um, they only showed a um, trailer like at their conference, um, but I read a couple previews of people who had went and seen the seen the game and seen gameplay mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And they said the uh, the combat looked really good, like even better than uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey wow. as far as playing it and controlling it. Well, because uh, it's a little bit more comical. Yeah, in yeah, nature. And it's so you ha you can do you yeah. can you can over exaggerate things, which makes it entertaining. Yeah, exactly, which makes it you know just a little. A little more fun to play, I imagine. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm just very... They said this is coming out February of next year, which I highly doubt, given <laughs> how little they've shown. And also yeah. the fact, Assassin's Creed Odyssey came out, what, last year? Yeah. So that's like yeah. less than a two-year turnaround on it. Yeah, well, I I know you mentioned it, but really that art style is, I think, what this thing really has going for it. Because um, you're, I think you're fighting like lots of the different like gods and... Creatures, right? Yeah, like creature. Basically, Greek mythology. Think of yeah. that, and it'll be yeah creatures but or gods. Like from, the from the few mythology. ones that they showed looked really interesting, and really cool, and fit in that that world. Um, yeah, it wasn't you know like something like you know God of War, where it's a very realistic, you yes. know, gritty and mature take. Like it looks a lot more you know E or T T for Teen rating. I um, I I bet looks, they're gonna try and get this maybe like an E for T or something, E10 up and up or something yeah, like that. Like yeah. they want to appeal to yeah. as broad an audience as possible. Yeah, it game. definitely is going to be a little bit more of a, it's not going to be as gritty and dark and, you know, yeah. cussing and, it's coming, and sex it's coming and all every, that every stuff as like right? some of the other games. Yeah, it's coming Ubisoft, to Switch, so. it's coming to Stadia, um, PS4 and Xbox One and uh, I think PC, I don't know. I never checked for PC because I don't play on PC, but <laughs> <Probably>. I assume <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> If it's on Google Stadia, it probably is. Yeah, definitely. 
Cool. So. Uh, Rob, uh, what was another thing for you? All right, so let's talk a little Star Wars. Ooh, this was also on my list. Wait, are we talking so, Lego Star Wars or like the... I mean, I have to shout out Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. This is like what we all wanted that we didn't realize we wanted. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of how many times can someone sell you a game... Yeah, re-release that <laughs> right? old Lego game. Well, but here's the thing. The Last Jedi and uh, the uh, Skywalker one, whatever, Rise, Rise of Skywalker... Skywalker. <laughs> it, they haven't been released as Lego games yet, so we actually are getting two new Lego games, as oh, well as okay. all of them remastered onto one whole package. So it's all nine Star Wars movies so through in Lego all form nine movies in one in package. one game, as well as the developers that are entertaining the ideas of allowing you to either a have the vocal the voices or b toggle the uh, traditional Lego grunt sounds. That we all grew up loving. So, mm -hmm. I'm going like, for grunting for sure. I mean, I, I feel like if they did, we I would play through all nine straight with just grunts. Oh Dear. Well, as long but, as it gets rid of Jar Jar Binks' actual voice for uh, the episode one, uh, I guess that's, uh, that's the only one I'll play right? with the voices right? on. Right? <laughs> so, uh, but I mean, really, let's talk. Uh, Rob, <laughs> sorry we uh, we yeah. lost you for a sec. Oh okay. Uh, let's ahead. talk the other big Star Wars game, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yes. Because I mean, it looks amazing, gameplay wise. I mean, for for me, I, I think I'm a little cooler than you guys are in this game. Gameplay wise, I need to see a lot more. Um, it seemed like the gameplay was pretty much just. You have your one attack button with the lightsaber, and you have maybe one or two little force moves. I, I they showed off a variety of force it, moves. I think you have more force moves than. But like, yeah, and I feel they're, like they're just showing the demo. Like this is what we're showing for the demo, but there's way more. What I'm saying is they, they didn't show how the combat is better or has evolved from Force Unleashed, which came out a decade ago. Um, like there was nothing that in that game that I really saw that was like, oh, you know, that's cooler or adds more depth to the gameplay than what I already had in Force Unleashed. And, you know, part of it is just me being spoiled of being, you know, playing God of War and Spider-Man last year, which both of those games gameplay and combat was absolutely fantastic and had so many different combos and upgrades and different things you could do. So that's what I'm really hoping for is that we do get, you know, a lot of different upgrades and different combos yeah. and different moves that you get, which, you know, I... I hope is in there. I, I'm kind of assuming it's in there, but you know, I, I just wanted to see a little bit more of that. Um, you know, it is still you know about what five months away, four months away. So I'm sure they'll have time to show that still. But um, narr narratively, I'm really excited to see where they go with the story. Yeah. That's the thing I was just about to say. The story really excites me. It really intrigues me, and also the main character is a lot more interesting than I kind of thought he would be. At first, I was like, okay, he's gonna be another male Jedi, bland, maybe not a lot of personality. But the more we've seen of him, the more I'm like, okay, there there is hope here. There is a potential to the story and character development. The one thing that I thought was really not good was I felt like the graphics were turned up so much that some of the characters didn't look right, like the Wookiee <laughs> yeah. in the background, they, they or like had... even the main character, like when he was speaking, it just didn't look quite right yeah as well as when he was walking it looked a little janky oh really uh not like jerky the character models especially the wookie um really kind of looked just a little bit off to me 
but honestly, I'm totally fine with that, and I feel like I can look up, overlook that. What, what's easily. the engine this made? Is it? It's in. Uh, did, did they know? It's in the Unreal Engine, I believe. Okay. Yeah, the same engine. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, like I'm saying, like studio. With uh, if they would have done a front, Dice. they could just port over no. tons of those assets oh, from no. Battlefront. Because yeah. that's the one thing the Battlefront, the new Battlefront games do well is they look amazing. Like all the scenery yeah, and the models are all are very very good. I'm pretty sure it's I think, unreal because that's what um, probably yeah. yeah studio uses for respawn. Yeah. yeah, respawn. I think a lot of that stuff I'll be able to overlook, and I this is definitely a game. This is like my 2019. I'm probably going to buy this game. <laughs> um, We're still getting a probably in there, Rob. Well, because you know, See, money is money, and you, know, you, you still have to you still have to throw out sixty bucks for this game. Three. Yeah, so, but uh, I'll I'll get this one, but it's I and I'll overlook any of those type of things. But I hope some of those things kind of they work some of those graphical yeah. stuff out before we get a. The, so the cool thing yeah. to me about it was the fact that afterwards there were some people who were like, um, yeah, this game also is basically like a Metroid game where you kind of have your own ship and you fly around to different planets and go back and explore. And it's not just like a uncharted, straightforward, we're telling you a story and you play through so there's a little very more scripted levels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's good. Which sounds yeah. neat. So can right. we talk about Luigi's Mansion now? Let, let's do Luigi's yeah, Mansion because I'm I'm really excited for this. As yeah, well. I mean, really, with everything Nintendo showed at E3, um, as far as like a new game coming out this year, like Luigi's Mansion is probably at the top of my list. Yeah, I, I have in my notes Luigi's Mansion Three could be the best Nintendo game this year. Oh, question yeah. mark? No, which I would not have said before the show. Yeah, no, it it totally That's is. I mean, interesting. It probably already was my most hype Nintendo game for this year since um, you know I, I'm just a huge fan of that series um, but I wasn't expecting to be more excited about this than any other game for any platform this year and what looks so awesome about it is the best character Nintendo has ever created the most creative and original character of all time in Gooigi who is a Luigi made out of you guessed it Nathan Goo Hey, you are not allowed to like Gooigi because Gooigi is made out of actual coffee. It's like coffee and something else that he's actually made Many of. different molecules have uh, formed together to create a sentient being known as Gooigi, who is mysteriously linked to Luigi's consciousness somehow. But I mean, of course, right? <laughs> as, as funny as this whole name and, and thing is, it, the gameplay mechanic for Gooigi basically makes the entire campaign a co-op game. And so, basically, if you're playing solo, you can spawn in Gooigi at any time from your uh, your Poltergust. Uh, it's the G00, uh, a.k.a. the Poltergust Goo. And uh, basically, you can take control of Gooigi, and Luigi just kind of stands there, and you swap between the two. And so, there'll be certain puzzles and elements and rooms and throughout the mansion where you kind of have to, you know, go over and do something with Luigi, maybe stand on a switch, which activates an elevator for Gooigi, who has to go do something. So, you're kind of switching back and forth between the two, but obviously with the Nintendo Switch, Nintendo wants every game, you know, kind of be co-op or two players in some way. Um, you can just hand a controller to someone else and they'll be Gooigi, you'll be Luigi, you play through the whole game together. Um, and Gooigi has, a, you know, a couple special abilities, like he can go through through bars and over spikes and different things like that. But um, I'm really excited for that gameplay mechanic because I feel like it'll totally refresh, you know, the puzzles and just the way they, they build the mansion in the stages. Yeah, um, it adds a, an extra element that you can do a lot with. Yeah. 
It's like the best of Sonic 2 come to modern generation. <laughs> yeah, like Sonic and Tails. <laughs> Except for this one actually will affect the gameplay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The best of Sonic 2. I don't uh, know if that's a compliment. <laughs> uh, Sonic 2 is one of the good ones. Sonic 2 is like the best Sonic game out there. Um, but yeah, so then, Nathan, I know we played a lot of Scarescraper mode on the 3DS one, yeah, which was, was a ton of fun. Yeah, super fun, and they're blowing it out completely yeah. for this new game. Like, you can play either local, which is awesome, like local okay. Scarescraper yeah. together, or you can play online, um, and you play, you know, a similar thing where there's different floors, and you try and complete different things, like sucking up the ghosts or finding Toad or whatever the challenge is for each floor. And, and the then, floors are a lot more, like, uh, a lot more uh, fleshed out. Um, there's actually different hallways, and they, the, all the floors look a lot different. Before, it was just between, like, five and ten interconnected rooms. There was no really hallways or exploration. Mm -hmm. And so it's a lot more fleshed out, and the, it'll be a little bit bigger areas yeah. and um, as well. The the other thing about this game is it looks absolutely beautiful. I watched, like, a ten-minute ten uh, gameplay demo from Treehouse, and just everything they're doing with the art and how beautiful this game looks it looks really really good and mm -hmm. every nook and cranny is going to have something in it to mm -hmm. to find and for you <laughs> so to many secrets hunt through yeah so they, they do such an amazing job with the animations for luigi like his face and his reactions to being scared and jumping and all these different things um just, like they look like they're like anime like in a cutscene like luigi just looks so yeah. so so well done in this game and you know it's also other new mechanics we even talked about you like you can like jump off with the thing you can slam ghosts down into the ground now and um they still have the they're bringing back a lot more features from the original luigi's mansion so like more boss ghosts it's going to be um, a longer experience and this really looks like the best of both of the first two games that came out and man i i, I just love this series i love this game i'm 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 so excited. And you can play eight-player Scarescraper because four Luigi's, four Gooigi's. Yep. So that's right. Pink Gooigi is now a thing as well. Hopefully um, we get I'm going pink, Gooigi pink gold Gooigi oh, in the next Mario Kart. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I, ha I have to say uh, this is probably my most anticipated Nintendo game at this point. Wait, more than, like, they also showed off... Uh, more than Pokemon? More than Zelda, actually. Zelda with me. Oh, Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening, yeah. I've never played it a little bit, but I've never really played that game. So yeah. excited, but... This looks fantastic. Oh, also, I noticed in Smash Bros. I was playing this week, and I paused it and zoomed in close to Luigi's back. You know when you do the grab, you can like shoot a little, shoot a little suction cup out to grab people mm -hmm. in Smash? He's using the Poltergeist G00. Nintendo put that in Smash Bros. and didn't think anyone would notice. Oh, but, they like updated it in yeah. a patch or something like well, that? Well, I, I, I think it's always been that. Oh, really? I just now noticed it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he's got the new Poltergeist that has like all the green goo, and I'm like... Can we, like, add, like, Gooigi into Smash Bros. as well now? Because, uh, you know, it's there on his back. Oh, man, I mean, Gooigi <laughs> is going to be in everything now. Yes, hopefully he's the new, uh, like, Rosalina. The year just put of him in everything. The year of Gooigi. The year yes. of They'll bring back Meverse with Gooigi. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, anyways, you guys have probably heard us say the word yes. Gooigi enough the, for, the, the, for the, the year. So the reason that that is my most anticipated game is we also heard about Animal Crossing at E3 from Nintendo. And it is sadly delayed until March of next year, March 20th. But wah, wah. the game looks very, very promising. You can play local co-op, like on the same Switch, up to four people, which is really, really awesome. And Does it like split the screen, or you have to like stay together? I, I think you stay together, but I don't know for sure. Hmm. Um, and you can play up to eight players online with different people. So Eight players, that's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty impressive. Um, and Will it have voice chat? It'll have the me, 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 me. 
No, it should have voice chat. I remember I got one of those like Wii speak things on the Wii originally oh. when I bought Animal Crossing City Folk on the Wii. So, so that one will have like voice chat through the game, but the new one will make you go through the, uh, the stupid app probably. I, probably. I have no idea. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. So, so what what excites you most about um, what the, you saw in Animal the, Crossing? Being our expert here. Being the the crafting element that they're adding in, like mm-hmm. Tom Nook flies you to a whole new island. You don't actually start with a house. You start in a tent and then kind of have an option to upgrade to a house eventually, <laughs> I believe. So you have to work even harder. And then all of the crafting oh, oh. stuff. So you can find all of these different crafting materials, which they had in the mobile game. Um, I think it's a little bit okay. different. But like, you know, you can shake a tree now instead of just hoping money bags comes out of it. Now you can shake a tree and they'll be like cotton or I don't even remember what all the crafting materials are. That will Was come there out. crafting like in the old game? There's no, there's, there's never so been this crafting is a whole new, like, The only crafting they've had is like pattern making. So this is a whole new system that they're adding. So should add a lot into more depth Animal Crossing. Game, should be add a lot more depth um, cool. to mm. it. So it looks really good. Um, I'm sad that it's delayed, but... March get, isn't is too March? far away. It's March 20th. What's weird is they announced that March 20th, but they didn't give a release date for Luigi's Mansion other than saying this year. Yeah. But with how everything's lining up, I'm guessing it's October. I mean, it fit perfect with yeah, Halloween, right? Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. So March 20th. All right. Well, yeah. I'm glad you're excited for that one, Nathan. Um, for me... Wait, it's Rob's turn. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My turn. You talked about Luigi's Mansion for like... Yeah, we did. <laughs> sorry, Rob. Five minutes you mean Luigi's Mansion? They're, they're going to change the name. Luigi's Mansion. That's why they haven't announced the day yet. They've got to get the name change approved. they got to change the name. It's a... It's a they're It'll writing, just be Gu- uh, Luigi's Mansion, and it won't be the... Three. They're in talks with... <laughs> That's uh, a new series. Yes. Rights and everything. Um... I'm going to talk about Watch Dogs Legion. So Watch Dogs, I, I've i kind of followed this series a little bit. I haven't played much of it, but here's what I'm going to say. So this new one, Watch Dogs Legion, looks like the most ambitious game since No Man's Sky. <laughs> I uh, don't know if that's a compliment, Rob. <laughs> but, like, think of how ambitious, you know, Sean Murray's getting up here. Like, we're doing all this crazy stuff, and this universe is huge, and it's all procedurally generated and all this stuff. And Watch Dogs Legion is basically saying, hey, we have this huge world. It All the NPCs are procedurally generated, and you get to take any NPC in the entire game. doesn't matter who they are, and you can use them as one of your characters. But... Are, Are they, they really? an NPC? Yeah, they're not NPCs. <laughs> you can, they can't call them that. But see, they're not player characters until you take over that. <laughs> okay. The, okay. the player character uh, formerly so who, known as who NPCs. Who are you guys plan? Who are you planning on building your team with, Rob? All old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> the grandma was pretty great. Yes. Yeah, I mean, so I'm I'm just that was doing the only part all... of the demo I saw was like pl- yeah. watch sneaking around as this old granny and like beating people up. Which did look hilarious, but then I stopped watching because I remembered when they first showed Watch Dogs at E3 and that entire gameplay demo was like a lie and the game yeah. came out and would did not hold up to any of the ambitious promises. So I'm very interested in this game and it looks really interesting, but I'm just going to, I'm going to follow it till it comes out. Then I'll kind of see what the the reception is, but yeah. That's like you I said, said it, like, if it delivers all the promises, like, could be could be pretty awesome. This looks like the most ambitious, uh, like ultra ambitious game of E3, as well as if they do it right, this is procedural generation done correctly in a way that actually has impact to what you do and play. Yeah, not just look, it's the same exact planet you've seen the last fourteen planets, just with a different color. 
this um, was this was probably probably the best de- demo um, of E3 yeah. in my opinion. Like it was really cool because it started off and you were just like, oh, you're a character, and then all of a sudden he died, and you're like, oh, was was that an accident? Oh no, you just select a new character. And that's kind of the way they introduced it. And this game had leaked ahead yeah. of time, so we knew it was going to be something like that. But yeah. just to see it play out in execution, you are expendable. It was really neat. Yeah, you are expendable. Yeah, no. And, and, and the, it's the, cool that the you're going to be able to choose. Revolution. You know, anyone. So like, I, f- I imagine this game will be really big for like yeah. Twitch streamers and stuff like that, because mm-hmm. you're going to be like, oh, I'm going to make my guy, my army, all old grandmas or all you know crazy punk youth people or mm-hmm. all middle-aged men who yeah. i really, um, I really hope they, they flush out all the different kinds yeah. of npcs and you know i think of something like what was it like zombie you whatever every time you die you're a new character yeah. but they all pretty much were the same just different <laughs> yes. in name and just starting back at the same point so i hope yeah. they really flesh out all the different characters and make them all f- have a, a lot of variety and not make them all feel different enough yeah i feel like we saw enough of like what they're they're showing in the demo and the trailers to say that they are going to make these different characters. You know, they all have different kind of fleshed out stories and all. Wait, Rob's being optimistic for once. What, what is but, going on right now? It's a Ubisoft game. No, but hold on, <laughs> no, hold Ubisoft. the phone before we get before we get all. You know, Rob is Ubisoft here. Is <laughs> a thing. This is what it looks like from the trailer. But this is so ultra ambitious that by the time this game comes out, I have really low expectations that they'll be able to deliver on all oh. of these promises. I feel like it's going to be like this that was is a what. 180. We, I mean, but it looks. I I'm interested in it. Like you said, I'm interested. In it. I'm holding my breath though because I also am like. Watch Dogs has burned us before. Ubisoft yeah. is good at burning us. It they could like show this'll, this'll, three different sure. characters all look really yeah. fleshed out and different, and those could be the only three different NPC types in the game. Archetypes. We don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, there's got to be a bait and switch here. <laughs> my, my prediction is this gets delayed and is like a Shadow of Mordor situation where it comes out with the new consoles next fall. And on new consoles, it does all these things, and it's super great. And on PS4 and Xbox <laughs> One, it's, like, absolutely terrible. <laughs> Just, like, Shadow of Mortar was kind of like that. It came out on PS3 and Xbox 360. Didn't have the rival system yeah. in it or anything that made the game unique. Yep. Well, let, let, let's hope not. We'll see. Um, so another big game I want to talk about was uh, Gears of War 5. Um, in Xbox's conference, they didn't really show, like, re- really a ton of gameplay. We just got, like, two cinematic trailers they announced a new escape mode, which is basically um, a really cool um, custom map creator mode where you, the whole point of the mode is you're basically starting, you set up a bomb on a, you know, in the bad guy's base, and you basically have to fight your way out and get to the end. And you can make your rooms as big or as small as you want, tons of different interconnected rooms. You get tons of different kind of preset pieces that you can piece together and choose what enemies spawn in what modifiers and weapons and secret hidden pickups players can find. Um, and they said that they will be putting out, you know, very specific, you know, developer build ones every week. So there'll be kind of a weekly challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also download and make and upload your own maps as well. And they're going to be adding more pieces and more things for players to play. And so it looks like a really, really replayable mode that you'll be able to, you know, have lots of fun creating if you want to, or just jump into and play with friends and the coolest thing about this mode, guys, is that it has three players um, in the mode. So you play it with just yeah. three. It's not four like most Gears co-op stuff is, um, or five like Horde is. Um, three player, and it's three player split screen. So you can play this a modern third person shooter on Xbox One 
or PC with three players sitting on the same couch with split screen, which I think is awesome. I was not expecting. And it just goes to show that if you work hard enough and it's important to you and your, you know, your community, you can make split screen work and that people, you know, still care about having split yeah. screen. So, I mean, yeah. honestly, I'll probably look into getting, you know, a, a third cheap, you know, Xbox One controller just so I can, you know, have like both of you guys over and we could, you know, do this three player split screen. That'd be mode. fun. Yeah, it'd be super yeah, that, and that's really cool that they're doing it and tailing it to three people. You know, it's not like it's like a different number. Normally, we see two or four. Yeah, yeah. But and to have three is a split screen on a newer console. Tons of new mechanics to Gears in general. Like they kind of said during the show that you know Gears Four was there because um, if you remember, just quick history lesson: all the Gears games were made by Epic, um, and then when Gears 4 was be, starting to be developed, they split off and made their own development team from Epic. So Gears 4 was just, hey, we can make a Gears game. And they said, with this one in Gears War 5, this is, hey, we already know we can make a Gears game off on our own without Epic. Now we're going to make changes and make it our own and you know yeah. bring it up to, to speed with did where we you, think it should uh, be. Did you watch the actual gameplay of this? Because when they showed did, it yeah. with the Xbox stage, they like just showed a video and didn't show any gameplay, and I thought it was a very strange way that they yes, showed off. Yes, on the press conference, like I said, they never show gameplay, which was weird, but they've been streaming it like yeah. non nonstop it looks, it looks since fun, then. It, want, didn't it looks really good because gameplay. basically, like okay. I said, some of the new gameplay things they're adding um, is they're basically adding in ultimates now for characters. Mm -hmm. And so basically depending on what character you pick, they'll have a special ultimate move that will help your team. Like there's one that feeds ammo to everyone within the vicinity. Um, there's one that I think creates like a barrier so you can like revive team or, you know, put up a yeah. giant shield. Um, so there's ultimate moves in there. Then each character has like a special passive ability or um, active ability that you can use as well. So really there's things that for the first time in Gears of War, it actually matters what character you choose, which you never really had before. Mm -hmm. And then you're also unlocking badges and cards to equip and build your character in different ways to, to make them different. So um, a lot of that customization that, you know, I think a lot of modern games have had, but Gears of War hasn't really hit before. Yeah. Uh, we're starting to see that, which is which is really cool. And this is just the one escape mode. Um, they haven't even revealed really what the new horde and you know what versus and yeah. campaign will look like yet either. So yeah, really sure. excited to see more of this game. And um, comes out soon, right? Like yeah, September comes out the 10th? first week of September. It's September 10th, but apparently I get access on September 5th with Game Pass oh, Ultimate. They're doing that thing. Yep. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, fine with me. I get like five days early, yeah. and uh, I get a uh, you get a Terminator. Apparently they're adding the Terminator into the game, so because uh, why not? Why not? Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be the Terminator, which will be interesting. But yeah, nice. it looks really fun. I'm excited uh, to play some co-op in that one. Sweet. Nice. All right. Uh, one of the last things I want to talk about. Uh, we have to talk about the Marvel's Avengers game from Crystal Dynamics. Yeah, they finally they, showed it. They finally showed it. We've been waiting for a very long time to see this game. Two they tweeted it out. Games, you know, yeah. watch the show. We watched this very long show that was all about Final Fantasy. Fantasy and JRPGs, which is what Square makes, so it's fine. And they finally show Avengers, and it looked not very good. Like they didn't. They showed things that were like that probably is gameplay. Parts of that are gameplay, but we're not sure. They didn't show there actually were real gameplay. Of maybe like under ten seconds. Exactly. Of gameplay. Yeah. Exactly. The characters like just look like knockoffs of the movie versions. Like it was like. Either obviously you can't get the movie versions. I'd rather you just make them your own, mm -hmm. you know, 
hey, lean into a comic book, make your own very versions instead of saying, hey, it looks like Captain America. He has blonde hair and similar, but, you know, he's not Chris Evans. But, you know, if you watch the movies, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's Captain America. You yeah. have good record. Yeah, because yeah, this isn't a movie-licensed like game. And, like you said, they kind of look like they're going for the vibe from the movies. Yeah. And even with their character selection, like, the five Avengers you play as are, like, all the original Avengers from the first Avengers movie, yeah. minus Hawkeye. Captain America, Thor, Black Widow. Um, yeah. And so, like, if if they weren't trying to go for that vibe, like, they should have picked some other characters. You yeah. Know, throw, yeah. Throw Hank Pym and, you know, the Wasp in there as well. Um, you know, do some different stuff. But, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird because it looks kind of similar but not quite. And I'm interested in the narrative Avengers game. I think that could be really interesting. But like you said, we didn't see really any gameplay, which is what yeah. I get excited and about. Like, and it's supposed to be this big online multiplayer game as well, and they haven't said anything on how that's going to work. And so I'm just really confused on what this game is going to be because if they try to make it a big multiplayer online game and also make the, this really single-player narrative, we're just going to get like another anthem, and it's exactly. not going to do either one great, and it's going to be a dud. So I, I just need to see more of this game to be sold on because it was, like you said, it wasn't a good initial. Yeah. Result. Yeah. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest problems for it is I mean, it feels like a cheap knockoff of the Marvel movies. <laughs> yeah. Like they basically capitalize on, you know, they're all wearing the same outfits. They all look almost exactly the same except it looks it looks like you're watching the cheap like knockoff version of Marvel. Like they're all wearing the, the same McDonald's costumes from like 20 years but, ago or but something. The like face that. just there's something about the face that just looks kind of yeah, Black Widow looks the worst. She she looks really but, bad. <laughs> but I think one of the things that I thought was really interesting that I I mean it looks like they basically kill off Captain America in the trailer. Yeah, like in the beginning of the game. Yeah. And you're like, wait, so. But then you can play as him. But you can play as him. <laughs> one of five characters. <laughs> but we literally killed him off in the first twenty seconds, or you know, basically the first twenty minutes of the yeah. game. Wait. Yeah. So they're also not doing themselves any favors by showing the whole intro story then going five years later how would they recoup from this devastating defeat and i'm like this is literally what happened in infinity war and endgame yeah exactly and so they also have that comparison as well which you know i'm sure they didn't know what was going to happen in endgame like marvel probably did not tell i mean they've been working on this for longer than but that for yeah. me this really just cements my purchase of probably getting marvel ultimate alliance 3 because looking at that game and they're just going full out comic book like cartoony over-the-top yeah. art styles, and it's totally doing its own thing. Um, and, you know, even though it's not on a super powerful system and isn't, you know, is technically amazing or, yeah. you know, clarity and clear as uh, the Marvel Avengers game is, it's probably going to be a lot more fun and it's going to look a lot better. Yeah, and it just has its own For sure. art style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, All right. Rob. Yeah. All right. Uh I just want to, so Cyberpunk 27.7, we've talked a lot about this. They finally kind of come down to a 2020 release date. So we're all, so it will be this generation of systems, which is kind of a cool moment. But I just want to shout out the fact that Keanu Reeves is literally the best kept secret in video game history. <laughs> the whoa, fact that he's, whoa. well, they, no, they came out and announced, not the best kept secret, but they just came out and announced basically that he's in three fourths of the game. A big, so like you know, character. this huge world, Witcher 3 is tiny in comparison to this world, basically. How much stuff is going on, all the story development, all the character customization, everything, all these characters. And Keanu Reeves is in literally three-fourths of the game. 
and yeah, no one knew until that trailer. I just think it was funny because they had him come out on stage and do his whole thing. And I feel like it's like right when Keanu Reeves, his personality in general couldn't get bigger because John Wick 3 had come out recently. Mm, yeah. The Always Be My Maybe movie I had just watched like two days before <laughs> that, which is the best well, movie John of all Wick time Hex, if you haven't seen it. John <laughs> it's Wick so Hex funny. just came out. Yeah. John Wick is in Fortnite. Well, it, I mean, it like, was refreshing. Even though I'm yeah. not like excited for this game, it was refreshing seeing a, a celebrity three cameo, which we see every year. But it was refreshing seeing one that seemed actually somewhat genuine. It wasn't just like a bland person reading off a script who had no involvement in yeah, the game, he, really. Uh, like this is a guy who you could tell was very thoroughly involved with this game and really enjoyed being there and talking about the game. Right? Yeah. Wait, and you mean like John Brenfill? talking about breakpoint <laughs> yeah or like bringing <laughs> someone like kobe bryant or some random nfl player to talk about you know like, leave a sports game which is like okay, like it really and he care. was totally taken aback that's what i think is the best part like people someone in the audience tells you're breathtaking he like takes his moments like whoa wait what yeah you're breathtaking also like it was like okay this guy has literally no idea what e3 is or about and yeah, that but he's excited about the project, so much better that makes cool it so much better so I thought that was great, but I also have to shout out probably the best game of E3 is Skatebird. What? What's Skatebird? I missed this. It's literally Tony Hawk Pro Skater with tiny birds. <laughs> if you don't know what I'm talking about, is this like a what is that platform actually, you always buy things from exclusive? Yeah, no, exactly. There's <laughs> the other one. It's actually it's actually done by one person. They announced the trailer in E3. It's like an indie game basically, and it is literally skateboards and birds. Cool. And awesome. it's based off of the premise of like Tony Hawk. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> That's just like, okay, now I'm getting it. <laughs> oh, it took me a while. Oh, that's, it's that's so good. great. And it's like literally there is an actual demo that you can download right now and play so on your computer there you go guys Please. skatebird just google skatebird nice. let come well, back next week I, or in a couple weeks i have to give credit to uh microsoft too they announced an insane amount of games coming to game pass um those yeah. indie games as well as other new releases and big games um and so that services continues to get better and better and they announced game pass ultimate which yeah gives you game pass on pc and console and includes yep. xbox live gold and then and it's an like incredible deal bucks. where you can pay $1 right now and it will take any months you already have on your account of Xbox Live Gold or Game Pass and combine those two numbers and then just upgrade you immediately into Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. So I had like a bunch of months left over. So I had like Xbox Game Pass Ultimate through like March 2021 and I'm not really paying a single dime for that beyond like when it you know renews at that time and i pay the 15 dollars a month which i just canceled anyways so if you if you have xbox you have a pc definitely look into this deal it's a really really good deal so many great games like psychonauts 2 is coming out uh for game pass um the new ori game looks awesome rare replay real quick i feel like we should just talk um i know we didn't see it but Microsoft did talk about the new Xbox. That was really our only new console talk that we got at the show. Yeah. Nintendo didn't talk about a new Switch uh, revision that we'd been hearing rumors about. Obviously, Sony wasn't there, but had put out PlayStation 5 details um, you know, a month or two Specs ago. and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and so basically, they just said that the new Xbox is going to be super powerful. It's called Project Scarlet. 
It's coming out next holiday, um, so 20, end of 2020. And um, they talked about how it's going to have up to 8K resolution. We'll be able to do up to 120 frames per second. We'll have like ray tracing, all these other things, you know, that Sony's already kind of been talking about as well. Um, and then also be backwards compatible with um, everything that Xbox One uh, plays. So including controllers. Yeah, including the Xbox cool. One controls, which, which is, is really amazing. Awesome. Like finally, we don't have to buy another Xbox controller. Um, and then, you know, they've pay, put a giant list together of original Xbox games, a majority of the 360 games, and then, you know, every Xbox One game you can all play on this new Xbox, and it will be launching at the same time as Halo Infinite, um, which they also showed a trailer for. Still no gameplay, but that will be launching end of next year. It'll come out on the Xbox One as well as the Scarlet. And um, I, I just really love that they have this very classic Halo 1, Halo 2 kind of tone and art style for Halo Infinite, and they're kind of going back to what made Halo great, and they're not trying to overdo things like they did with Halo 5 and 4. So I'm really excited uh, to check that game out, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, once it gets closer to launch, you know, PlayStation 5 probably going to be coming around that same time on, you know, which which of the two consoles is going to be the better one. Yeah. Are they going to be priced the same? Will they be differently? What will come bundled with them? But uh, with already a giant library of uh, on Game Pass Ultimate, it makes it very enticing for me to to be looking for the Scarlet, but yeah. if I if I could take away one thing from Xbox's conference, it was Game Pass is a very good deal, and I would consider getting an Xbox just so I could access Game Pass basically. Or if you have computer, or if you have a computer, you, yep. you know, uh, it's on PC, the, you the Game Pass well. on PC is four dollars and ninety nine cents normally, but I actually got it today, and I think this deal will be gone by the time this airs, but. Um, I got it today for a dollar. Yeah, yeah. For the yeah, it goes month. through the end of the month. They're saying that the Game Pass Ultimate deal. Oh, okay, okay, cool. And so, there's, there's not quite as many games on the PC side of it yet because like they just no, kind of started that. But there's, I looked at the list. There's, you know, at least ten, fifteen games on there that I played through and I absolutely loved. Um, yeah, and I'm you know, really you do excited, get access so. to the console version if you have a mm -hmm. Xbox One lying around mm -hmm. too. So. Yep. So I'm really excited about that. Um, if we could just wrap this up with you know kind of our overall thought of E3. Yeah, was there was there like anything that you were kind of surprised that wasn't an E3? I guess. Um, for me, it was it was the Switch revision. I was kind of expecting Nintendo to drop some news oh, on really? the Switch Mini or Switch uh, Pro. Yeah. I, I did, they had said before that they weren't going to do it, and I was like, yeah. They, usually, when they do hardware revisions in the past, they've just kind of been like, hey, we're doing a new thing, and it's out in like two months or something. Yeah, like that's that. a good they point. Made a big yeah. I mean, there's like so. a rumor that came out like what two days ago, of like. There's some accessory maker in China that's like making these accessories for like a Switch Mini and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. It it could still totally come out this year. You're yeah, right, yeah. I, I I would be surprised honestly. I still think it is going to come out this year with Pokemon, but I yeah. just think they decided not to talk about it. That yeah. Were you surprised there was no Metroid Prime Three? No. I I when I thought saw that Breath of the Wild show and thought it was Metroid Prime Four, I was like, wow, I'm impressed they're showing it because I didn't expect it, and now it's Breath of the Wild. Yeah, they need, need some yeah. big game to look forward to for next year. We probably won't see yeah. that one until next year. Yeah. No, I mean, I honestly, like, as a Nintendo fan, I thought it was a very, I thought they had a great showing at A3. 
um but a lot of games like you know not every game that they showed i'm excited for but a lot of their main mm. first party games look really good yeah. and i am highly anticipating There's a lot, a lot them. of different stuff out and mm. everything yeah. else you know it felt like like there were some cool games but it felt like hey we're coming to the end of a generation which we are and everyone is turning their focus towards the new consoles which are coming out next year mm-hmm. and specifically like all of the big third party games are coming out like the first half of 2020 yeah. like next year next year's e3 yeah. will be a lot more interesting I think. yeah well yeah. well i think one of the things for me and it kind of bouncing off of what you just said nathan is i felt like this e3 was probably the safest e3 i've ever seen because pretty much everything we saw at e3 you know apart from like you know the breath of the wild 2 and like a couple other little ones were like oh wow that's crazy basically everything was stuff that we already knew was coming mm-hmm there's yeah. not really a, the list of games that we did not even know existed or were coming. Like you know, think of the past, like when not Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah. yeah, when Final Fantasy Seven dropped and every, you know the remake, we're all like, "What?" And then you know, or like even you know some of these games, like they announced, you know, so many games in the past, where we've been like freaking out because we're like, "Oh man, this is crazy! I didn't even see this coming." And this year, the only one that I really felt like was that moment was Breath of the Wild Two. Yeah, but well, other than there was banjo and smash. That was awesome. there were. I will say, Rob, there were a couple we, in the Microsoft thing banjo. that leaked beforehand. Like there was three yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of specifically that I saw like a couple days before that leaked on Twitter. That if they yeah. hadn't leaked and we were watching it on Sunday, it would have been like, oh crap, this is a big deal. Like that whole Elden Ring game with uh, George R. R. Martin. But well, we like knew that. that George R. R. Martin was consulting with the Japanese company even before the leak. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. So we knew that something was coming, and we. Knew we would absolutely not understand it at all. Um, and so like good in three, like, but overall next year I think we'll be more excited. You guys all agree with that? Yeah, I, I would say that this E3 was really good because it gave us some definite release dates for games that we've been waiting for a release date for a while and showed us some content for games that we've been kind of like, okay, we want to see what this game actually looks like, like Star Wars Fallen Jedi Order and like, you know, some of the like Watch Dogs Legions and the Gods and Monsters, like all these games we knew were coming, but now that we see them, we're like, okay, now we have a definite picture of what we're looking at. So I think it was good. Gods and Monsters but... was also another surprise. Just want to shout that out there. <laughs> true, so, true. But we knew that Ubisoft, the company behind Assassin's Creed Odyssey, was working on something we just didn't, and it was supposed yeah. to be Breath of the Wild art style. Oh, I, I hadn't heard that. So it was a surprise yeah. for me. Okay. Well, Let's move on to what we're playing. Uh, we yep. could be three. One one of my other predictions actually was that Cadence of Hyrule was going to drop like the week of E3, and it did. It came out uh, th- this uh, this last week, and it's the new Legend of Zelda, um, Crypt of the Necrodancer game. Okay, the official title for this game. I downloaded this game. The official title I think is Cadence of Hyrule, the Crypt of the Necrodancer, featuring the Legend of Zelda. That's the entire title. Like, oh dear. Way too many words. Um, so the award for the longest title goes to? Yes. But I really like it. It's a lot more accessible than the original. So if you're someone who's kind of scared off by rhythm games or by roguelike games or hard games, um, this one is a lot more forgiving. There are some good accessibility options to turn, you know, the you can rhythm, turn the rhythm off. off. Things, which is which is kind of nice. And then the big thing yeah. really that's a change from the original is if you die, you don't start back from ground zero. Um, you respawn back at any tele you know, a save point that you found, which are just little Sheikah slates that are around. And so you roll map. really like a roguelike. Yeah, the, the really only roguelike part is every time you start a new playthrough is it auto-generates the entire map. Okay. Um, but, so like different parts of the map and items will be in different spots. 
but your world map stays the same. And if I've explored 80% of the world and I die, I still respawn like a normal Zelda game in that part of the world and everything I've done still stays. Um, basically the only thing you have to find again, like you keep all your weapons and things, upgrades that you find. It's only like the, uh, the non-permanent upgrades. So like things like torches or finding, finding more bombs and, uh, different, uh, like your rupees will reset, but you have a diamond currency that up unlocks other things. Um, I think there's four main dungeons in the game, but then there's a fifth one that you unlock for the final boss fight. I'm about halfway through it so far. I'm in, in the middle of the third dungeon right now. Um, I have to say, I really love it. I love the original Necrodancer. I love Zelda. I love, you know, great pixel art. And this game checks all of those boxes. Um, I, I, like I said, I haven't quite beat it yet. I don't think it's going to be super long to beat it. I've kind of just been messing around and exploring and taking my time. Yeah. But I, th I think if, if I speed run it, I could probably beat it in like two or three hours probably. Yeah. Um, mm. So I'll, I'll report back uh, in the future on, you know, what, what the length looks like. But really, really fun. The Sweet. music is incredible. I really like the music. We'll be playing a little bit at the end of the show here. The Zelda remix tunes are fun. Um, and there's a co-op mode, which I know, Nathan, you kind of tried and you were still kind of getting all the mechanics. It was a little hard. So we'll have to try uh, again bad, sometime. I'm very bad at rhythm games. So, you know, yes, eventually the game told me, hey, do you want to turn off rhythm? Because it seems like you're <laughs> missing the beat a lot. I'm uh, like, I, I want to. We should like stream this game because it was just hilarious. It's all the things you were saying. You were like yelling, like, "Why? What's going on? Why can't I do this?" And like, you have to push to the beat. And you're like, "What beat? I hear zero beat." And there's like a drum going, "Dum dum 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 dum." So I'm rhythmically challenged. Oh, it was pretty cool. Guys, we all know that Nathan is tone deaf. That's yes. why you know. And well, it, it, it does look. It does look. Uh, this the the sprites and stuff like that, or is it pixel art? Yeah, the pixel art. The pixel really art. Good. It looks very, very Very much good. improved from the first Crypto yeah. Necrodancer. Yeah, it looks really nice. Nice. Uh, and I do have to talk a little bit about Destiny 2 because um, they announced a ton of stuff, obviously, for the new September update. Uh, mostly that the two biggest ones is that it's going free to play um, in September, and they're basically revamping the game, launching it as Destiny 2 First Light. And you'll be able to play on any console and basically have access to every single area in the game as well as all the core game modes. Um, and then basically just the new expansion pass uh, will have, you know, the, the new endgame activities, the, like the raid and being able to do missions on the moon. Uh, you'll have to pay for that, but anyone can go to the new areas and play pretty much everything that's been released in the last two years for free, mm -hmm. um, which is really cool. You know, this is one of the changes Bungie's making, being on their own. Uh, but then the other big one is they're doing cross-save, and so I can now play on Xbox or on Stadia or on PC anywhere and carry all of my progress and weapons and gears and quests and everything with me. So not quite, quite cross play. Um, I can't like play on my PS4 against you and Rob if you're playing on your PC, but I could play with you if I logged in on PC and use my same character. Um, nice. And I know Rob, one of the things you had with Destiny is when, by the time you jumped in, like you were kind of so far behind like what me and Nathan, everyone else was doing, and just it was too much to kind of catch up. Um, they're fixing that problem finally, where if you play with First Light, they revamped the entire Destiny 2 game, so you're literally just doing basically the opening mission from the first Destiny game, and then it immediately puts you at like basically almost the max light level, and so you can then jump into any single activity after playing one 15-minute mission with your friends. So you can go straight into Gambit or Crucible or do the raids or 
whatever you want. You don't have to pay a dime or spend more than 15 minutes uh, in the game to, to play with your friends. You don't have to spend like 30 hours yeah. finding, leveling up. Yeah, that that right, like you had to spend like 30, 40 hours completing yeah. the campaign yeah. and leveling up before you could do stuff. Yeah. And they that's, removed that barrier, which is awesome. That is really nice. And I don't know if it'll change anything. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's like, I, I'm done with Destiny 2, which is fine. The but. ship has sailed. Well, yep. they also said they're not doing Destiny 3, uh, at least not for a while. And they're very committed to just keeping Destiny going on, on the Destiny 2 platform, which would not have happened if they were with Activision. So, again, they're totally changing uh, the future of the series, um, which is which is really cool. And um the, what I've been playing with Destiny 2 this week, while I'm talking about it, is the new uh, season they just added a mode called the Menagerie, which is essentially a mini raid where you play with six people and you can go in to matchmaking or you can do it with you know five of your friends. And Nathan, I think you'd really like this because it's raid-like, but there's not jumping puzzles and there's not a lot of in-between. It's just very fast and furious. Oh, that's nice. And so... Uh, yes. Yeah, like literally there's... The other being of Nathan's existence. <laughs> jumping. Jumping. Uh, everyone knows the legend of Nathan's jumping. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, there's a final boss, and that rotates every week, so it keeps it fresh. And then, How long does it take to play through? Is it like It takes really about long... 45 minutes if on normal, but then again, we're, it's still kind of new, and we're still kind of learning it, okay. so we probably get down a half hour or less. But it's not like a four-hour experience no. or something like what, that? Like what I like raid? about it is um, there's, I think, six different rooms, basically. Yeah. You're on six different... You're on a ship, and you go from room to room. And each time you complete a room, depending on how you did, it fills up this bar. And so if you did really, really good, you you know, beat the challenge 100%, then you'll fill up like a quarter of the bar. And so you could theoretically like get the bar completely filled up after four of the rooms oh, and then go to the boss. Depending on how well you but do if you're a little yeah. bit newer, you're still learning it, it's totally fine. It's not going to punish you for not doing super well. You'll just get to make a little bit of progress. Okay. And then if you go through all six rooms and you still haven't made it to the boss yet, you just kind of start going through those same rooms again until you get to the boss. So it's totally do it at your own pace. You, you kind of are learning the mechanics and getting better. And you know that's kind of the fun of it, right? Seeing how good you can do in each challenge room. And the boss will be different each week, and there's you know a different challenge mechanic to mm. that. But all, all the rooms are raid-like. Like if you've played any of the Destiny raids, you'll you'll kind of recognize some yeah, mechanics kind of look similar. Cool. Um, but it's really cool because, like I said, it's you can go into it with matchmaking, and you can get kind of a raid-like experience. But it's a lot quicker. There's a lot of variety, and um, you get lots of cool loot. They have a new system where you can actually choose what loot you're getting and choose kind of the roles and what drops. And that's something Destiny's never done before, too. They, wow. You can kind of impressive. control the RNG a bit. So just really cool to see see a new mode uh, being added to the game that really adds a lot of depth. So, And that's out uh, now? Yeah, th- that was uh, in this this uh, season's update. came out okay. uh, like two weeks ago. Nice. So, Sweet. But yeah, pretty cool. And then, obviously, September's the, the big new uh, expansion. Shadow of the Moon. Yeah, Shadow Keep. So that'll be good. Cute. All right, well, what are you guys playing? Oh, well, so I've been playing, surprise, surprise, Dragon Age Inquisition. Is this the new Fallout 3? It is. Except it, I'm actually making confirmed. better. But see, here's the thing. Fallout 3, it was like, well, I put in 20 hours this week, and I literally did nothing. <laughs> you feel, feel a little bit more accomplished with this one? And this one, I put, you know, I only put like five hours into this one, and I'm basically halfway through the game. Nice. So Wait, you put in five hours this week, or you played the game five hours total? 
I played the game. Sick. Oh, I played it way more. He's been than playing this hours. for like the last year. I probably, I probably I have know, 50. Maybe. I have probably 50 hours into it. Oh, but, okay, okay. And I'm about halfway through. So this is, you know, it's going really well. But this is one of those games that after you explore an area and you've done basically everything in the area, there's nothing left. Versus Fallout 3, where it's like, well, this area just keeps going. There's always another side quest. And there's just always something Rob's, out there Rob's that I can just weakness. keep walking towards. And I'll, I'll be honest, with how many other games I have right now, Fallout 3 is becoming less and less of a reality. And maybe <laughs> it will become the greatest backlog game. When you die, you're going to go to Purgatory and play Fallout 3 for like a thousand years. <laughs> it's going to be, you're going to sit here and play Fallout 3 until you it's... beat it. Is side quests like your 100%. one weakness in real life too, Rob? Like, do you like walk in a room and you're like, oh, uh, there's a side quest to open up every single drawer in this room. I must do it before leaving the room. Guys, I'm I'm ADD, so you know, <laughs> walking into a room is always a side quest. Like, wow, I don't even remember why I came into into this room, do you but like there's talk so many to interesting every single person things. in the room just in case they have a quest for you. Yes, don't, don't yes, miss I do. Anything. Yes, I do. I actually do. He does. Um, <laughs> the other game I played this week is Mini Metro, which is a game on a uh, computer. I don't think it released to any consoles or anything like that. I just kind of skipped around in my Steam library because this is one of those games that I've been wanting to play for a while, and it's super casual and super chill, except it's not. <laughs> Why, what do you do in this game? So basically, the game's premise is you start with a station, and then another station appears, and you're like, connect the two stations with the subway tube. You're like, oh, mm. well, I'll just click and drag and connect them. And then this little subway is you know, going back and forth between the two stations, picking people up. You're like, wow, this is really nice. And then another station appears. Like, oh, well, i got to connect it to this one. And then it's like, oh, now there's four, now there's five. Oh, gosh, now I have to add another line. Oh, now I have to think about adding trains. Oh, now I have to think about, oh, no. like, Is this on mobile? No. Dang. Well, maybe. It might be on mobile, actually. But <laughs> I actually... Fun. I heard about it first on computer. Okay. Uh, Mini Metro Steam. does kind of sound like a mobile type. Yeah, that's it what does. I I, I'm pretty. I think it might be a mobile game, but it okay. is. It's starting on computer. I'm pretty sure. So it's like Ticket um, to Ride, but a little more hectic. Yeah, basically, it's like resource management, Ticket to Ride. Yeah, um, that sounds really good. That's fun. But it's it's super fun. It was really. I was like, oh, I'll just play for like 15, 20 minutes, and an hour later, <laughs> famous last I was, words screaming at the computer going oh my gosh no don't do that because you Is actually like fail. you get like a game over and you have to like restart from the beginning or do you, you get keep a game over when people have waited at a certain station for too long mm, okay and you unlock resources as you go so you unlock like a new line and then you can put this new line somewhere so and what, add you know so game if you over, add, do you start fresh or do you kind of go back to a checkpoint you, you basically go back to the main menu oh okay. so you start fresh. So it's like a roguelike yeah. so subway it's like, game it's like it's basically like oh you made it 30 days and this is in 466 people because every subway fails at some point that's the lesson exactly and you they actually you can unlock new cities so like the first ones you unlock you start with are like london new york and paris and you can unlock like berlin and munich and like all these other like cities all around the world and like literally it's like the look in nathan's eyes right now is the bring everything to switch look Port it to Switch. No, I was actually I mean, thinking, I have a really good idea for a YouTube video. What we need to do is we need to get all of these city planner people in, in, 
into the, a room like real life. and make them play all who do it in real life and make them play all of these sim games and stuff like that and be like, <laughs> is this anything like real life? Do some let's plays. Yes, exactly. Oh my That'd goodness, be that'd be quality I content. Think, I think this is the type of game that the you just start and you're like, wow, this is so lovely. And it has like super minimal music and everything. And then you go like 10 minutes later, it's you're, you're screaming and crying because it's so hard. It is on switch as of August, 2018. Boom. I, I gotta get this game. <laughs> Sweet. It is also on Android and iOS. So you can get it mobile or on switch. So there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert. mini Metro. I highly recommend it. Robert it is the most, this is, Literally the most addictive, stupid game I've ever played. I love it so much. Put it on the back of the box. Best Subway game ever. Rob Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nathan, you been playing anything? Uh, I have been playing Sea of Thieves. Um, I borrowed Jeff's Xbox for a week and have played Sea of Three Threes. Sea of Thieves. Give the whole Excuse Xbox. Me. The only game you play is Sea of Thieves. Uh, I played some Halo too. I played some Halo with my wife because ah, she never played okay. it before. Um, really? Oh, that's She got good. mad that that's it wasn't good. Destiny, which was funny. <laughs> but uh, I've never heard of that problem ever happening. Someone no, she literally was Halo like, for not being Destiny. She was like, "How do I like? I want to look at my gun and see which one's the most powerful and what it does. Like, where's the menu? Do that. I'm like, no, you you have to just like you know this is the needler and there's the shotgun <laughs> the and the pistol. The exactly. I literally had the opposite problem. I looked at Destiny and went, "This isn't Halo." <laughs> and i've never heard of someone having the reverse problem this no, is a she, new she, one Ethan. she had the well she she'd like never played halo before and she has played a fair amount of destiny in her life so i guess whatever you get introduced introduced yeah. to first it so just we played created that. a monster so what do you yeah. think of sea of thieves sea of thieves um i really enjoyed um it's a really fun game to play with friends if you're just kind of in there to have a good time and actually we played the multiplayer my favorite part the of the arena? game is the, the arena the yeah. multiplayer mode where you get put in a ship um, and me and Adam played it and we got put with two other random people, but you basically kind of sail around to try and get treasure and mm -hmm. sink other ships and stuff like that. And that was really, really fun. I really enjoyed yeah, it's, my it's time. It's more like PvP focus. Yeah, it's, it's they, more they like PvP. just added that one in a couple um, months ago. Yeah. And it is, that was probably the, the most fun we had um, playing. They did a ships? good job of updating. We got second out of fourth and we did sink wow, one ship. So. Nice. Yeah, and we almost got like we almost sank. We like the last thirty seconds, we were just bailing out water, <laughs> trying to <laughs> preventing the uh, exactly. last second death. That's exactly. Do you know if Sea of Thieves is uh, cross console? So like, it is. yeah, have, it is. So I so was actually I, I was Game playing Pass with a, uh, two friends who were both on PC, and I was playing on an Xbox. So you can play yeah. so together. What you're saying is the three of us could play Sea of Thieves together now. Yes. Yeah. Well, yep. I hey, you have it with the Game exactly. Pass. Exactly. You, you have it. With I Game do. Pass. That's you what I'm thinking. It, like, play it. Let's, Let's have a see if these stream. Yeah, for your, uh, your your dream has come true, you pirate. <laughs> I am well, so excited to just yeah, stand around and Microsoft's drink grog and not they, do anything productive. They're putting like I think every single like Xbox Game Studios, uh, basically first party Microsoft game. They're making it on Game Pass and on mm -hmm. PC as well as uh, Xbox with with crossplay. Yeah. Yeah. Like same with like Forza yeah. and like Gears Five and all these different games. So really cool for them to do that. But Nice. Well, glad you had fun. Ah, it was good. I enjoyed yeah, it. That's cool. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Uh, let us know what your favorite uh, announcement out of E3 was. We will leave you with the Gerudo Valley Remix from Cadence of Hyrule, composed by Danny Veronowski. Enjoy, and we'll see you next time. See ya. E-E-E-E-3. E-E-E-E-3.